Welcome to the Daily Conference for Entrepreneurs. My name is Mustafa Hosseini, and today we're talking about healthy habits and making changes and sharing some strategies with Hatley Garrison. Welcome, Hatley. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Likewise, great to have you. So um, the sponsor for the show this week is the Confidence Giveaway. The Conference Giveaway is coming up during November and the theme of the giveaway is going to be sharing gifts with entrepreneurs to help them boost their confidence in different areas of business, whether it's mindset, sales and marketing, strategy, and uh, you know, a bunch of other gifts in different categories. So the link for that uh, is dailyconfidence.show forward slash giveaway if you wanted to go check it out. And... Uh, um, actually, I will share the link here later in the show. I'll share the link so you can access that. So let me do the proper <clears throat> introduction for Hatley, and we're going to get into a, a conversation about health habits and behavior change strategies. Hatley Garrison is a health and lifestyle change coach who helps people feel better in their bodies, have more energy on a day-to-day -day basis, gain more confidence, cultivate a better relationship with food, and become less stressed and more joyful joyful in their day-to-day -day lives. She graduated from the University of Michigan with a Bachelor of Science in Biopsychology, Cognition and Neuroscience, and a Master's in Public Health in Health Behavior and Health Education. Her online program called Happy Healthy Habits combines the concepts of behavioral science habits for optimal health and group dynamics to help her help her clients make lasting influential changes in their lives. Welcome Hatley. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm so excited. How is your day? It must be evening where you are right now. Yes. Yeah, it's actually really late. I'm in Croatia right now. So uh, it's 1030 for me, which is much later than I usually go to bed. But oh, wow. <laughs> I was well, really thanks excited for staying for this up interview yeah absolutely i'm looking forward to this conversation because because healthy habits is something that um most business owners don't do really well <laughs> and then what happens uh we're going to talk about it so hatley yeah. what is what is your story yeah so i always knew that i wanted to do something in health i initially thought that i would be a doctor because that's kind of all i knew as a kid um so that's what i went to school for but i quickly realized that that was not the path for me um so and i didn't know exactly what i wanted to do so i went and got a master's in public health i was very very interested in health behavior and influencing behavior change for individuals and populations. And so that was kind of why I was drawn more to public health and specifically health behavior and health education. And then I also uh, interned for this this company called uh, Yoga Healer, and they were all about creating health habits um, based on the science of Ayurveda as well as modern science. And I I got to take their program as compensation for the internship work that I did. And I was actually writing show notes for their podcast, so kind of fun. Um, and so that was where I, all of the all of the things that I had been learning in school, all of those things clicked for me, and I was able to then become certified as a health coach at the same time as I was getting my master's. And uh, then I just decided that I wanted to start my business right after I graduated and have been doing it since then. Beautiful. So what do you do these days and who do you serve? Yes. So I really help people. I, I tend to help really ambitious people who might have a tendency for burnout, <laughs> which I think we're going to be talking about a little bit more today. Uh, but really people who feel frustrated that they can't control, gain control over their well-being and their kind of day-to-day -day lives. So yeah. a lot of the people that I help struggle to manage their time, their health their relationship with food or exercise, um, their stress and their confidence levels. So I really help people build respect for their bodies and cultivate more body intuition, acknowledging what they need at any given point in time, instead of relying on like rules, prescriptive rules, external things um, with how to 
you know, eat, move, be present, all of that kind of thing. And so a lot of the people that I work with uh, were, have high powered careers or are entrepreneurs just because that's the nature of the kind of people that uh, tend to be drawn to what I do. Fantastic. So you talked about burnout. What is what is burnout? What's your definition of burnout? Yeah, so, you know, there can be a, a wide range of burnout. I think a lot of times when we think of burnout, we think of everything, like everything goes wrong and we're like in the hospital, right? <laughs> um, or maybe we start having like really intense panic attacks. Um, but burnout can be definitely different levels. Uh, so sometimes, sometimes people will have like a low level of burnout for a long time before they really fall even further into that burnout state. Um, so it can look different for, for different people and at different times in our lives and with what we're doing. But really what it looks like is sort of not having the joy for what we're doing anymore, I think is kind of the, the best the best way to think about it is like, we've sort of lost all of the passion around what we do. And, uh, you know, there have been different points in my life before I started doing this work, uh, specifically where I absolutely had that experience, um, burnout physically. So, you know, with a lot of health issues as well as mentally, emotionally, and just being like, what am I even doing with my life, with, you know, my health, all of that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I think as, as entrepreneurs, we experience that quite a bit as mm -hmm. we I think we, we tend to go really hard for for so yeah. long and then uh, we get tired and then the brain goes, all right, I'm done with this. This is mm -hmm. not what I was looking for. And then we give up on the whole idea and the vision and the goal. And then uh, now we have to pick ourselves up and you know, do the whole thing again, I guess. Yes, exactly. And motivate ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, um, it's, it's really real. important, I guess. Yeah. That's There's yeah. that cycle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I help people break that cycle. One of the biggest things that I, uh, one of the biggest mindset shifts that I help my clients with first when they come into my health coaching programs is I help them break out of that all or nothing mentality that so many entrepreneurs have of I'm going to just do it all or do it like the quote unquote right way, or I'm not going to do anything at all. And that ends up with a burnout. And then also it makes it so that a lot of times we don't do all of the things that we would maybe want to do, or that would help us attract more business um, and that kind of thing, because we have this like perfectionism, all or nothing mentality. Got it. And we'll talk about, I guess, how to have some, some more depth into that. So how are the physical and mental health connected? Ah, uh, yes. So when we are not healthy, we are willing to spend whatever it takes to get healthy, right? <laughs> it's pretty much like when we're really, really sick, we are, we need to get better and <laughs> we will do whatever it takes to get better, right? Um, but if we don't, if we don't manage our health now, that we might get to that place. So that's kind of the classic answer, the classic response of how mental and physical uh, health are connected and, you know, how personal physical and mental health impact our businesses. Like we have to take care of ourselves so that we can then take care of our businesses. But the other reason, and the one that might actually make a bigger psychological difference for behavior change in the moment, in the short term, is that if you have more mental clarity and capacity to be efficient, uh, then you're going to obviously do a better job in your job. And you will have more of that mental clarity and capacity to be efficient and effective if you have more physical and mental um, capacity. So if you're in the best possible um, condition that you can be physically and mentally. Um, and you can have a lot more capacity to make really wise decisions in your business. So 
you know, it, it comes down to both decision fatigue and maybe not feeling good physically or mentally. So when we make too many decisions, we get this decision fatigue. This is like a psychological phenomenon. And it's much harder to make rational, optimal decisions when we have decision fatigue. So basically, we can think of it like a muscle. If we have to make too many decisions throughout our day, and often when we're trying to be healthy with our health and wellness, if we have an automated habits, then we're trying to make too many decisions throughout the day. And then we can't make good decisions as the day progresses on. Um, and so that impacts our capacity to make smart business decisions. And then the other thing is when we don't feel good physically and mentally, we don't have as much energy or mental clarity. We don't get nearly the amount of work we wanna get done. Um, and then also, of course, we're prone to burnout, sick days, all of that kind of thing. And so mental and physical health are really inextricably connected. Um, the mental health affects physical, physical, affects mental and now we're trying we're starting to realize that that's more of a thing in our wellness culture uh, we're starting to realize that there's a there's a mind-body connection that can't really be separated um but that's kind of a lot of what i do fantastic gang if you're watching or listening if you have any questions about the health habits and behavior change strategies pop them as a comment and uh, we'll do our best to cover Mm -hmm. uh, your questions now Hadley the other day I, I was uh, I learned something about decision fatigue and that was about social media and wow. all the decisions about liking commenting accepting ignoring a post watching or not watching mm. a, a, a post on social media and how that gives us decision fatigue and if the first thing we do you know in the morning for an hour or two or for however many hours or minutes that gives us that, that it drives that decision making power and like it makes us tired and yeah. the brain can only make so many decisions i was like yes. oh that that <sighs> makes total sense yeah. like if i'm on say instagram or facebook or any platform if i could make a decision to like something that's a decision mm -hmm. it, it sounds very small but when you make 200 decisions in an hour to like and you know what what's your take on that that's so good yeah i had never heard that but it makes absolutely perfect sense because even just micro decisions that we have to make throughout the day that's where it's like the most insidious and making micro decisions on social media would absolutely impact our decision fatigue throughout the rest of the day yeah. um Grocery stores know about decision fatigue and that's why they have all of the impulse buys like in the aisle when you're leaving the grocery store, they have all of the like really like, you know, candy and gum and stuff that's like way more expensive than it would be if you bought it back in the grocery store. Um, because they know that you have spent so much time deciding on all of these things and you don't have as much capacity to make good decisions. So you're going to make those impulse buys. So. Hmm. Yeah. So, and, and that happens in a lot of different areas, you know? Uh, so I, I think that's a really good point about social media and one of the many reasons to not start our day <laughs> on social media mm. first thing in the morning. Right. <laughs> it's a, and it's tough because there is that feeling of wanting to be connected yeah. to the world and to other people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm guilty of it. I mean, I, I do it. I first thing I check is whether I have a message from my family or not. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I have to make a conscious decision to maybe do the social media stuff, maybe later in the day or maybe in the afternoon or, or evening. Mm -hmm. And there's, I think the way it's designed, it's like the, it's designed. So it has that feeling of urgency of losing yeah. something. If you don't check every freaking mm -hmm. second. Mm -hmm. and um, FOMO <laughs> yeah exactly mm -hmm. exactly do you have any tips for people that want or need to to reduce social media or quit it altogether absolutely yes this is a huge thing that I work on <laughs> uh, with my clients and the first the first thing is and one of the behavior change strategies that I use with my clients is architecting our environment and so making so making it so that you can't actually like roll over in your bed 
and reach for your phone. I keep my phone on a different level of my house <laughs> than my bed so that I don't look at it first thing in the morning. Um, and I actually, I actually don't look at my phone for like an hour after I wake up because it just makes me feel so much better um, for the day. And so the first piece is architecting your environment, making, making it so that it's actually not physically possible for that mm -hmm. to, to happen. Um, okay. So that's, that's the number one thing. Then you don't have to use willpower either. You don't have to choose, choose whether or not to do it. You don't have to make a decision and, and uh, decrease your amount of willpower for the day uh, because it's already there. And that can happen. Architecting your environment can be a great thing for so many different habits. Um, but then the other thing that that we might do for social media is to schedule it in. And so because we do want to be connected, we, we and obviously for entrepreneurs, a lot of times we do a lot of our uh, marketing and uh, that kind of thing on social media. So it is important. Um, but making it so that there are strategic chunks of time throughout the day uh, can be really, really helpful. Absolutely. And so, yeah. And I, and I am not perfect at that by any means, but I have gotten a lot better at it <laughs> throughout the past few years. For Absolutely. Sure. Um, so the thing was um, making it physically impossible to reach the phone. Mm -hmm. which I, I was just thinking about like, I have my phone as my alarm. Ah, yes. Buy an alarm clock. I, that was yeah, like I was just thinking about I did that. When I got here, it was, we bought some alarm clocks. Both my husband and I have our own alarm clocks so we can both wake up at different times and whatever. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great investment. A great I got to I got to buy that alarm clock so that I can put my phone away because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, it's a bad habit and I do it and I, it's, it's, I, I, I stop the alarm. The first thing that I do is turn on Wi-Fi and mm, check everything. Mm -hmm. and that's, yeah, right. That, I, I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Um, but if the phone is away, it'll take me a minute to get to the phone and do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe there is a, but if, if I, uh, and a, fr a great friend of mine who is very successful, he does, he like, his phone is at a different level in his house. Mm -hmm. Like they sleep upstairs and the home is that the phone is downstairs. So he does, he like, yeah. by the time he gets down, he's fully awake. And yeah. then, um, same, less yeah, phone it's checking. a great way to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. And then the other point you brought up about putting, putting dedicated time, Peter mm -hmm. Drucker, I think the famous uh, management guru, uh, brought this up like doing dedicated amount of time, allocated time to do something specifically, for example. Yeah. Between 12 and 12.30 noon, you could check your social media for half an hour, mm -hmm. right? So that we could do our work and make our decisions and then, you know, don't don't uh, make your brain tired first thing in the morning yeah. of making all this. All right, I'm going to be honest. It's like dumb, stupid decisions about liking posts and commenting on some random right. post on Instagram, which <laughs> yeah. would be a waste of brain resources to me. Yeah. The other thing I thought of while, while you were talking is um, two things. One, turn off all notifications. So yeah. turn off your Instagram notifications, um, Facebook notifications, email notifications. That was like a game changer for me, turning off my email notifications and then mm -hmm. setting aside a time to be able to check them. Um, but that that is huge. And then the other thing is you can you can set your your or not your alarm you can set um your phone on do not disturb and have it have it do that at certain times during the day so at 8 p.m mine turns on to do not disturb and i don't get any more pings or anything like that so it's not that i completely put my phone away at 8 p.m every night but it makes it so that i am less likely to go on my phone so it makes yeah. it a lot easier to stay off of it yeah, I have, to, I have my, I think I probably have it set up to go on night mode at 8 or 10 p.m. Mm. I'll have to double check. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I used to do 9 p.m. And then I was like, I think I need to do this earlier. <laughs> so, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. And my, and it's on do not disturb until 9 a.m. 
yeah, until I start mm. my workday. So why is it so hard to actually implement healthy habits? Yeah. So this is something that I don't think the wellness industry talks about or does very well is actually helping people create the habits and do the things. <laughs> um, really great at like education and information and trying to sell people on whatever they're selling. <laughs> but they're not great at actually helping people with the, the behavior change tools that we need. And some of these things are kind of counterintuitive. So especially if you tend to have that all or nothing mentality, that's the that's the biggest killer of habits. Uh, because we don't allow ourselves to create that consistency in a small way because we're like, I have to overhaul everything. I have to do everything right. I have to do everything perfectly or in this specific way that someone told me to do. And so then that sets us back really far. Um, so there are a number of different behavior change strategies that I um, that I help my my clients with. and one of that one of those is breaking out of the all or nothing mentality the other one is small incremental improvements over time which is like the least like glamorous thing ever like just take small steps but it really is the most effective thing for behavior change um whether that is health habits health behavior change or if you are wanting to create more structure for your business, create more structure in your workday. Say you want to, um, you know, work on something first thing in the morning before you check emails, before you check Instagram, that kind of thing. And you want to have that automated. We have to do this in like small steps and we have to do it in a way that's not an all or nothing mentality. And, uh, and so it's cool because a lot of times I work on my client, work on this stuff with my clients and then they realize that it actually it actually translates to a lot of different areas of their lives rather than just health and wellness. Um, but the other thing that I think, I think makes it so hard is that we have this culture around, um, we have to do it ourselves and we have, we have to be able to figure it out on our own, especially, uh, especially in the U S <laughs> um, it's very like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, do it yourself kind of thing. And, uh, and I think that's also the culture in a lot of entrepreneurial circles and stuff too. But I am a huge fan of asking for help, getting as much help as we possibly can, hiring out help where we need to, um, and doing it in that way. And, um, and I think that we need to change the culture around that of like, there's nothing wrong with us if we need help with something. In fact, we're going to be able to up level a lot more in our health and in our business uh, if we do get the help that we need. Absolutely. I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, if we, if and when we, we become vulnerable and mm -hmm. share our issues and reach out for help and accept help, and by the mm -hmm. way, women are way better at this than men are. Mm -hmm. uh, our, us men, we try, we tend to rough it out and tough it out. And you uh. know, I'm going to figure it out on my own. And <laughs> I'll let you know when I have it figured out. And The classic not just, ask for directions. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was just recently, I was uh, reviewing uh, men. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. The book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And how men tend to, you know, cave out and try to figure it out on their own. But women tend to talk and, you know, get mm -hmm. help on that. Mm -hmm. And I think when we get help, like you said, it's it's a lot easier, a lot easier than mm -hmm. trying to figure everything out on our own. On our right. Own. Yeah. And there's no badge of honor for doing it ourselves. Right. I like that. Yeah. 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 We're not going to get a gold star <laughs> yeah bridget says i have trouble asking for help but i but i easily love to help others is it's exhausting mm. that's like i think bridget that's a common common thing absolutely yeah <laughs> what yeah, do you have to say about that <laughs> yes so 
that is a huge thing, especially for women, I have found, uh, is that like women tend to be more, uh, you know, I would just want to help everyone. And some of that tendency comes from people pleasing and the fear of people not liking us. Um, and so that, you know, what I would say is, I would, I would want to get to the root of that with you. And that's what I do with my clients is, okay, what's the story behind that? What's the, um, what's the story behind why you want to help people all the time? And obviously like, it's great to help people. We need to, to be giving and generous um, of our time, talent and resources, but it's also really important to be able to ask for help and receive help ourselves. Um, and so one of the habits that I work on with my clients is actually um, giving and receiving. And so, you know, if our tendency is to just give, give, give and overgive um, is to work on that receiving. One of the classic examples and just a really easy example is that a lot of us are really bad at receiving compliments. So we deflect, you know, if someone compliments us, we just say, oh, no, no, or like, oh, I got it on sale, or if someone compliments like our clothes or something. Um, and so we don't, we don't allow ourselves to receive that. And so just allowing yourself to receive in little ways throughout the day like that can be really helpful for helping you to start practicing how to receive. Um, but again, I would want to, I would want to get a little bit more about like, what's the story behind behind the giving and you say here it's exhausting so i would guess that um that there's a story of like i have to sacrifice for other people um and i'm not allowed to ask for that help um and that's so so common and i just want to give you permission or i want to invite you to give yourself permission to be able to ask for help and also maybe set some boundaries as well. And that's a huge piece of it too, is setting those boundaries um, and setting up those expectations beforehand. So it's like, this is what I can do for you. This is what I can't do for you. Um, and that's, that's kind of how I go about it with my clients. Got it. So the story behind that is the why is important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, always getting to kind of like the root of what's the story, what's the belief, because a lot of times we have these old beliefs that were maybe ingrained in us from our parents or from society or wherever. It doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't matter that much where it comes from. Obviously it can be helpful to kind of dig into that. But when we have these old beliefs, we can, once we actually identify those old beliefs, it makes it a lot easier for us to shift them. Um, if we, we can't, we aren't, we can't solve a problem that we're not willing to have. Um, one of my colleagues always says that. And so if we aren't willing to have a problem, if we aren't really willing to identify a problem that we have, an old belief that we have, perhaps, we won't be able to actually then solve it. And so if we actually identify what the belief is, then we can start to work to shift that old belief and rewrite that story and, you know, bring that into the forefront. Got it. So to make it easier for us to implement the habits and, and to, uh, uh, to open up about uh, getting help, mm -hmm. I guess, understanding the why and the reason behind it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, helps us to become aware of what we're actually doing and how we're hurting ourselves and then, I guess, open up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Bridget. And then shift it. Exactly. And then, and then when, I guess, I guess when you have help on that, that becomes a lot easier. Absolutely, to, yes. Can you share some tips yeah. on, um, on what we can do to actually make it easier? to make that change, to imp yeah, implement yeah. healthy habits? Absolutely, yes. So, so for implementing healthier habits, um, we can start to implement some of these behavior change strategies. So obviously the first one was perfectionism. 
the second one is the small steps. The third was architecting our environment. And then there's a, there are a few other ones that I, uh, that I help my clients with, but making our, making the habit more desirable or making the habits that you don't want to do less desirable or like less appealing. And so, so one of, you know, for example, uh, it makes it a lot less appealing to go on your phone if your phone is downstairs when you wake up in the morning <laughs> because you will have to get out of bed and go down and grab it, which doesn't sound great. Doesn't sound super fun to have to get out of bed, right? Um, so when we make the habits that we don't want to have less appealing, uh, that makes it a lot easier to not do them. And then also when we when we create habits and um, make them more appealing, that can be really helpful as well. So for example, with that, uh, we might, we might take exercise, for example, and it sounds really unappealing to go for an hour long run, maybe say, you know, it might not for people, but, uh, and so break it down, break it down into something that's sounds way more appealing. If you hate running, do a different workout <laughs> and maybe make it a shorter amount of time. And the goal here, and this is another behavior change strategy, the goal here is not to, not the one-off workout. It's to become the kind of person who works out every day or works out consistently. And for example, so the goal is never the one time that we do it. So if we can shift our minds from that to I'm shifting my identity into someone who does this every day, then it becomes more of a habit and we can start to actually automate it. Got it. Love it. Making it easier, break it down to smaller pieces. One, one mm -hmm. advice that I received was just get it started. Yeah. Absolutely. Like if you need to run, like run for a minute. Yes. Yeah. And you will absolutely. see, and the brain will see that it's not actually that bad. No, I, I had a client who I just started her with just walk out the door. Yeah. You don't have to do anything else. Just, walk just go for out a walk. <laughs> yeah. And, and doing it, breaking it down and it, it's not that we're trying to trick ourselves. Often people will say like, and then you'll probably do the, the workout that you weren't going to do before. But sometimes then we get into our brains and we're like, well, I'm just tricking myself to actually just try to do the workout. And that's actually not what we're trying to do. I want you to just do that thing yeah. and not do the other things. Like that's fine if you don't do the other things. You're just becoming the kind of person who starts the workout every day or starts the thing, starts the meditation practice or whatever it is um, every day. And that's it. And you don't have to do anything else. And mm -hmm. then once you have that in place, then you can build upon that. And that's how behavior change is automated. Absolutely. Yeah, I love the idea of breaking into smaller pieces. And look, look I've, I, I've heard many, many mm -hmm. times that we need to, say, meditate an hour a day uh, Sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm gonna, you know, meditate for an hour a day. Right. But then the thought is running totally. in the back of my mind. And mm -hmm. I'm like, and then I'm like, you know, I really need to sit down and meditate so I can calm down and I can, you know, improve a bunch of things. And then I yeah. don't do it. And I get frustrated right. with not doing it. Yes. Right. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know what? Why don't I just do five minutes? Because I could do five mm. minutes. That's not a problem. Any time mm -hmm. of the day, I could just shut everything down and meditate for five minutes. Mm -hmm. Right. And then as soon as I do it, the brain goes, see, I told you this was a great idea. <laughs> the same <laughs> brain. Yes. I love it. <laughs> and then, and so then or when it comes to writing or reading or, you know, there's a, a book that I need to read that I just can't get myself to pick up the book and read it. But then I'm yes. like, let's, let's just get it started. And yeah. then as soon as I get it started, then the brain just, you know, gets going. It's like, oh, yeah, this is great. We should have done this. I told you we mm -hmm. should have done this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same Dangerous. brain that was coming up with all the excuses. Yes. 
<laughs> um, so good. What are some of the most common mistakes that people make when, when they're trying to implement healthy habits in their life? Yeah, so, so I would say the biggest mistakes are, first of all, the perfectionism. Uh, and, you know, there are so many forms of it. Even what you were just talking about is a, a form of perfection. Like, oh, someone told me I'm supposed to me meditate for an hour a day. And so you just don't do it at all until you, you're like, okay, I just need to do it for five minutes a day. And that breaks you out of that perfectionism, that all or nothing mentality, right? Um, so that's, so most of the mistakes that we make are really like our mindset around behavior change. Um, the other thing is definitely taking on too much at one time, which is like a classic, uh, I would say a classic thing for entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make a revolution. Yeah, gonna, here's yeah, exactly. the new schedule that I'm going to do that has nothing to do with what I've been doing for the past 20 years. I'm, exactly. I'm going to change, make a massive change. <laughs> yes. Every New Year's, you know, people do it, right? It's <laughs> New Year's resolutions. I'm going to change this is the everything year. in my life. Yes. <laughs> yes. So taking on too much at once is a, oh man, I see it all the time. And And the other thing is like thinking, oh, once, once this happens, then I'll be able to do this thing or to change my life or, you know, whatever, up level in this way. And whenever we think that, that's always a red flag when I, whenever anyone says that to me, like, oh, once, you know, work slows down or once the kids go back to school or once the kids aren't in school anymore or whatever it is, um, I'm like, is that a recurring thought for you? Because it will likely not change when your external circumstance changes. So do it now. <laughs> Absolutely. That's such yeah. a common thing. Once everything is perfect, then I'll start yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. thinking about, you know, doing something about my health and wealth and this and that, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Interesting. So um, you have graciously shared a gift with our audience. Could you tell us about your gift, health yeah. goal session? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I offer 30-minute health goal sessions. If you want to gain some more clarity on what your health goals even are. So that's another thing is that we don't make plans. It's another mistake that we make. Uh, we say, oh, I'm going to change everything. And then we don't actually know what we want to change. Um, and so that's a really big thing that I help people do is gain that clarity. I offer them for free, um, help you gain clarity, see if it might be a good fit for us to work together. But really, we're just trying to help you figure out what the next step is for you. And so if you are wanting to shift some things in your health, in your wellness, um, this is a really great opportunity to gain some real clarity on all of that. Absolutely. And so gang, if you're watching or listening to get access to Hatley's gift, yeah, the health goal session mm -hmm. and to set up your goals and get a deeper understanding of uh, your health goals and, you know, to become healthy, go to happyhealthyhadley.com forward slash contact. Hadley's spelled H-A-D as in Deidre, L as in Linda, E-E.com. So happyhealthyhadley.com forward slash contact the link is going to be in is in the descriptions of the show so you can click on it reach out to her um and you know get a better handle handle on the health aspect of your life because here's what happens with a lot of a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs is that they get so we get so focused on business we get mm. so focused on creating money and, you know, building a big, successful business, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten figures, yada, yada, that we forget about our health. Mm -hmm. And by the time we reach the, the business success, the health is all gone. And now we have to spend all that money on becoming healthy again, which in most cases doesn't really work. Mm -hmm. And um, so... What I'm trying to say is, 
reach out to Hadley. This is a free 30-minute session. Have a conversation and see what she can do to help you mm-hmm. and your life and your business. And then I th- I, th- I think, in, in my case, it has definitely been the case, is, is that healthy habits help me run a healthier business. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, if we don't have a healthy mind and body, I cannot extract healthy decisions and good decisions out of a malfunctioning messed up mind and body mm-hmm. right it's it's just mathematically and logically impossible like, absolutely to extract say gold you can't extract gold from crap <laughs> how's that yes i love it <laughs> <laughs> um Anything else you'd like to add there? <laughs> That's a good way to end it. No, I um, I would just say the main takeaway that I would love to have everyone take from this is, is start really, really small. Start with the one thing and just do that every day. Do it consistently and then build on from there because that's going to actually create the change over time. So that's what I would want to leave everyone with. Fantastic. Now, let me ask you some personal questions. Would that be okay? Absolutely. All right. What is something new you have tried recently? Ooh, well, I just moved to Croatia. (laughs) So that's something new I'm trying. That's a Um, big one. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) What's it like so far? Oh my gosh. It's amazing. I've been here since the beginning of October and it's awesome. There's all of these beautiful beaches and beautiful islands and we've had some summer weather and some fall weather, but it's just been awesome. All of the buildings here are like old stone buildings. You can see behind me, I'm living in one. Um, So it's just absolutely gorgeous. I love it here. Love it. Love it. Now, what are your top two or three favorite books that have made an impact on you or in your business? Mm. Number one, Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Uh, Really great for bringing ourselves into the present moment. So great for all of life. (laughs) Um, He has some amazing amazing, um, books and resources and stuff. And, and then the big leap, uh, is a really great one for both personal and business. Um, that's by Gay Hendricks. Have you read that one? It is on my list to read actually. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so good. I'm, I'm going over that with some of my, some of my clients right now. We're, we're kind of up leveling (laughs) with, with that one. And it is amazing. Every chapter is just packed with great stuff. So, and it, got, it just got another tick on my list. So I think it just yes. got bumped up one more spot. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Love it. What else? Is there a third one? Oh, um, anything by Brene Brown is so good. Uh, it's really good for interpersonal skills and communication skills and being able to work with clients and other, like, you know, anyone that you may be contract, um, but also just in life in general, all of her books are amazing. So fantastic. Yeah. what's one advice that made a massive change in your life or business? Mm. Oh, let's see. Higher help. That was the biggest thing and something that I wish I did sooner. Contract out help um, and also hire like coaching help as well. Fantastic. Yeah, that's that's a big one. Mm-hmm. That is a big one. Getting help. Yeah. I thought I had to do it by myself. Like I thought that was important. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. not. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Trying to do it on our and in a lonely way is like the hard, tough mm-hmm. way. And I don't think it's healthy either. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Definitely yeah. not. Yeah. Like when we have support, mm-hmm. it is, correct me if I'm wrong. If I have like a support network or a support group or even have a coach or a consultant, it mm-hmm. is a lot easier on the mind. Oh, yeah. And a lot we healthier. get stuck in our heads. 
<laughs> oh my god to carry all that load of and the responsibility to figure everything out to make all the decisions to come up with a working solution alone as a lone wolf is not healthy no i i completely agree and a lot of times we want to like skimp on we want to like save money especially as entrepreneurs we're being scrappy we're hustling whatever and we're like well i don't have enough money to to do that but you will likely be able to make more money a lot faster if you invest in the help that you need with your business, with your health, with your wellness, um, with whatever it is that you are needing. So yeah, that's the biggest advice. <laughs> that, that, that to me is like a, a major source of stress for business owners. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Good. If you had a Facebook or, an, or a Google ad that mm -hmm. everyone on earth, whoever has access to internet could see, Ooh. what would your message be? Oh man, that's such a good question. Uh, I'm going to go with the same theme that we've been talking about, which is start small and you'll be able to achieve big things. Love it. That's such a strong, powerful message. Mm. Beautiful. What advice would you give your 20 year old self? Oh, don't worry so much. <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> What's the story behind that? <laughs> Oh man. Well, when I was 20, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. So, you know, I was just, just spinning around and around trying to figure all of that out. And I've talked to a lot of people who that was the case for them when they were in, when they were in college as well. Uh, but I think it's interesting how once we're able to look back on our stories, and make sense of it from like a future, like from, uh, from our perspective now, looking back on that time, it's like, oh, of course I had to go through that so that I could, could experience this thing. And so then I could do this thing or whatever. And so I think not worrying so much would be huge. So it's Absolutely. advice that I think anyone could take at any time too. <laughs> Fantastic. That's great advice. Yeah. Worrying about things doesn't get things done. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you can't like we can't worry ourselves to success, can we? No. <laughs> it's like I need something Definitely done. I'm gonna not. sit down here. And it, it, that sounds funny, but a lot of us do that. Like we do that. Right. I have to oh, do yeah. something, and I'll instead of doing something about it, I'm like, oh, I'm really worried about it. And people are like, what's mm. up? They're, and we're like, don't talk to me. I'm worried about some shit. And then they're like, <laughs> don't bother me. I'm worried about things. And we're yeah. like, let me help you. They're like, no, 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 no. I got it on my own. And, right. and I'm going to try to figure it out. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's such a common theme with entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we don't have, like, full clarity on something, when we don't have, like, when we don't know, like, what kind of question to ask or what, like, specific thing to ask for help with, we feel like we aren't allowed to ask for help because we don't have that clarity ourselves. But we can just be like, hey, I'm not even sure what I need right now, but I need some support. Can I just like share this with you? So that can sometimes be helpful. Can you repeat that one more time, that last piece? Yeah, yeah. So so sometimes we tend to, uh, when, we're, when we don't have full clarity of what it is that we want to ask for, we don't ask any questions. But if we just reach out to someone that we might need help from or that we might, might want support from and just say, hey, I'm not even sure what I need support in right now, but I know I need some support. I know I need to just like talk this out. Can you help me with that? Can you just be a listening ear and help me gain some clarity? Uh, because, yeah, we don't have to have perfect clarity in order to get help. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Love it. Hadley, this has been a, a really interesting and powerful conversation that I think any business owner could benefit from. Gang, if you're watching or listening, joining us later, make sure you go to the beginning and start from the beginning and listen to the whole 
um, interview because we uh, Hadley shared a lot of good, good information that a lot of stuff you could actually start using today if you're not already. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything you'd like to add that we maybe forgot or you'd like to end up with? Um, there's one thing that actually I just thought of uh, while we were talking about these couple of questions, uh, and that is self-compassion. <laughs> um, that is a really big piece in behavior change science. And I think a lot of times people in the entrepreneurial world, and I thought this too, I was always, I always kind of rolled my eyes at uh, self-compassion and like, you know, I was like, oh, that's just like fluffy, whatever, but it's actually really important for behavior change. So a lot of times we think that we can beat ourselves up into doing what we want we want to do, but that's actually completely counterproductive to behavior change. Um, and so have a little bit of grace for yourself. If you mess up, that's fine. You can get back on track if you just have a little bit of compassion for yourself. Um, and then just keep keep chugging along and keep changing that identity. Love it. That's a powerful message. I, I, I think we, we need to give ourselves permission to fail. Yeah. And- Oh, yeah. And I've done that. I've done that a million times where Mm -hmm. when I fail at something or when something doesn't work out exactly the way I want it, I beat myself up for a long time. Right. And and to a point where I I didn't even move on to the next point or I didn't move on like to to fix it. Mm -hmm. Right. And and I think that's where like a support network helps quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm in a mess, when I if I reach out for help, like you were saying, um, People could see it and be like, hey, you know what, Mustafa, it's not a big deal. Right. Just just, just fix that that part and it's going to fix. And I don't know it and I can't see it because I'm beating myself up yeah. over something that could have been fixed like five years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a small move. But yeah. then I couldn't see it because I didn't reach out for help. I didn't, you know, ask for support. And then um, uh, that wasn't very healthy, I guess. So I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Self-compassion. Beauty. Beauty. Hadley, this has been an absolutely amazing uh, uh, conversation. Gang, if you're watching or listening uh, to to get access to Hadley, and if you want to reach out to set up more healthy goals, go to uh, happyhealthyhadley.com forward slash contact and visit her website, happyhealthyhadley.com. And reach out and and, and get that 30-minute complimentary session. Have a conversation with her and see what you guys could do. And then uh, the confidence giveaways, again, coming up at the end of, uh, no, in the middle of November. But you can still, uh, right now, you can join in to get access to the waiting list. And once we go live, you will get uh, notified. And if you know anyone that would like to get access to a list of amazing gifts to help you boost your confidence in different areas of business, join the confidence giveaway. And or if you would like to join as a contributor, you can do that as well. Thank you for joining us. My name is Mustafa Hosseini, and you just listened to episode 75 of the, uh, the Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week. Bye now.